Hello, and welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am your host, Paul Thomas. This is episode number two. In this episode, we join Wally and Jim as they depart from Vancouver, British Columbia, on their way to Camp Menacing in Algonquin National Park. 1946, June 24th. We left Vancouver, or started to leave, at 11 a.m. It took eight hitchhiking rides to reach Spokane, Washington, up until 10.30 a.m. on June 25th. The first meal in the United States cost $1.50 for ham and eggs. It cost Jim 10 cents to look at the menu. Jim lost his hat by leaving it on a bus. We had very little sleep. At night, we each rode a large truck, which carries a freight car load, 12 gears, 150 horsepower diesel. We went through Snoqualmie Pass at night, where, earlier today, nine Spokane baseball players died after their bus went through a guardrail and dropped 300 feet. The bodies were still in the bus. June 25th, we traveled from Spokane to Milan, Idaho, for 74 miles, on five hitchhiking rides. We stayed in a tourist cabin for $2.50. There was no shower. We had a heavy supper. Along the way, we had an offer of a job with a prospector in a rich silver mine this fall. Jim drove the prospector's weavy truck. June 26, we traveled east from Moulin to Lookout Pass, elevation 4,700 feet, where we almost froze in the rain. Then we continued to Big Timber, Montana, for 386 miles on five hitchhiking rides. The eight-hour truck ride was very rough, cramped and cold. Our cloth sign, which had Seattle to Detroit embossed in large letters in pencil, resulted in no ride. June 27th. Dilatory action resulted in our missing a slow freight. We traveled from Big Timber to Terry for 300 miles on five lifts. The first long ride was in a good car with a salesman for 116 miles. He broke his speedometer. The usual high sp highway speed was 65 miles per hour, but we were going faster. Then 153 miles in an oil tanker which had 15 forward gears, 120 horsepower gas engine. We saw much lightning ahead of us. We stayed in a cabin with a gas stove for a dollar fifty. Breakfast and supper cost us a dollar nine. We each had a hot shower. I wrote my first letter home. June twenty eighth. We traveled from Terry to Fargo, North Dakota for four hundred and forty eight miles in six rides. 
the last ride was 253 miles. Jim drove 220 miles in a 1941 Pontiac. The man's name was Rattenberg of the Mutual Life of New York. Earlier we had two lifts with newlyweds in a coupe. Mr. Rattenberg put us up at the Donaldson Hotel for three dollars when we arrived at Fargo at 2.30 a.m. We passed through the so-called Badlands of North Dakota. We picked up some unpolished agates on the road. We learned that gambling and prostitution are legal in Montana. June 29th. Today is Saturday. We traveled from Fargo to St. Paul, Minnesota for 255 miles on 14 rides. On one ride we hit 82 miles per hour. In St. Paul we had a room in the Euclid Hotel for two dollars. Watermelon was four and a half cents per pound. We had a ride in a beer truck and each of us had a free beer. On the back side of a bus ticket from Minneapolis to St. Paul was the following message. The truly great are not feared. It is a mark of ill breeding when one delights in frightening others. The more comfortable people feel in your presence, the finer gentleman or lady you are. The more you are feared, the lower you dwell in the animal kingdom. June 30th. We arrived from St. Paul to Chicago, Illinois for 433 miles in 10 rides. It's no good hitchhiking around here on Sunday. We almost got started in the wrong direction going west out of St. Paul. We traveled by train from Toma, Wisconsin to Chicago for $6.07 each. We got our first lift with a lady driver. July 1st. We took the train from Chicago to Michigan City, Indiana for $1.41 each. My pack weighs 35 pounds. We ended up five miles east of Windsor and slept for the first time in Jim's tent under a tree. We traveled 258 miles in four rides. In Detroit, we had supper at Alicia Grabzak's an acquaintance of Jim's. Her 19-year-old sister is nice, too, an artist. It was fairly comfortable in the tent, warm and dry. Jim drove 70 miles of the trip from Michigan City to Jackson City in a 1946 Chevrolet sedan. This was the first ride we got when using our sign. The Office of Price Administration folded at the end of June, along with its price controls. Consequently, meat prices upped by 100%, etc. We had three meals today. No trouble at customs. The last ride was in a Didi service truck, a diaper service, and he was loaded with used ones. July 2nd, we took the train from Windsor, Ontario to London, Ontario for $3.72 each after busing back into Windsor. 
We had five minutes to make the train from the bus depot. We ran a little. In London, we had a meal with Jim's aunt and two cousins. Then one of them drove us to the outskirts where Jim and I split up, Jim taking a bus to Brantford, Ontario. I walked two hours, then got a lift to Hamilton in a truck. Then I bussed to, to Toronto at 9.30 p.m. for $1.15. Hamilton celebrates its centennial. I traveled 239 miles in three rides. July 3rd in Hamilton I dropped into Dad's old workplace to see some familiar faces. I surprised Doris Thompson at work. She didn't recognize me. Then Francis. She did. Then Walter Thompson. He didn't. Then Ellen Thompson. She did. And Aunt May. She did. A Dick Copeland's now working at Dominion Bridge. Ellen and her two children, Gary and Deanna, Doris, Fran, Auntie, Walt, Flo, Flossie, and her daughter Liz, another is on the way, had a reunion. I like Ellen, Dick, May, Flo, Walt, etc. We played bridge, then a card game of King Pedro. More fun. Then Walter drove me home to 98 Wellesley Street in Hamilton. In Toronto, I stayed at Mr. Park's on the nights of July 2nd and 3rd. July 4th. I did some shopping in Toronto after meeting Jim at Union Station. We caught the 11.05 train to Joe Lake Station after picking up my grip and suitcase sent from home. We slept in the hotel at Joe Lake Station in the Algonquin National Park. July 5th, we trucked to Algonquin Park Station. After fixing our truck and putting a battery in, we then went back to Huntsville, had the truck greased, bought supplies, returned to the station, picked up luggage and mail, and Jim Bartlett, the camp carpenter, and left some of our canned goods at the station. Then we trucked in to Camp Menacing. Jim and I, Gordon, Jim B., and Alex, we ate and slept with the mosquitoes. July 6th, we jumped in Island Lake and washed before breakfast. We hauled 33 pails of water for the toilets before lunch, since the running water system is not yet ready. I helped clean cabins. We swam before supper. Jim took me for my first canoe ride after supper and I learned to paddle in a canoe. July 7th. Gordon from California and I chopped wood, hauled water and cleaned until 3 p.m. Then Beth from Nova Scotia, Marge from Nova Scotia, Gladys from Toronto, Sylvia from Toronto, Avis from Toronto, Florence from Toronto, Lois and Alex from Nova Scotia, Rod from Nova Scotia, Gordy T plus Jim and I, Harvey, Joe from North Carolina, Hal from Nova Scotia, and Alex 
went up to the Palisades by canoe and picnicked and swam. Jim and I sailed for a while using twigs for a mast and shirts for a sail. I swam on the picnic.